Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Hey, here's a little uh, what not the podcast. Welcome. I should say that first. Pastor Wolfmuller here. Sorry, it's been a little while. It's always been a little while. I'm fits and starts. Anyhow, a couple of things today. One is a little reflection from uh, Johann Harman on God's discipline. This little prayer he wrote, I've been thinking about. And then a question from T about, did Jesus build the church? I think you'll enjoy uh, this question. It's a it's a fun one to think theologically about. So I hope you enjoy the show. Remember wolfmuller.co to sign up for Wednesday Whatnot and to send in your questions as well. Thanks so much. Let's get to it. I am reading, meditating on uh, Johann Harman's London writings uh, with some of the guys in doxology, uh, translated by Dr. Kleinig, which is uh, wonderful. It's You can see the influence that Hamann had on Dr. Kleinig. Hamann was a contemporary of Kant and was oh, probably a intellectual in those kind of circles, but he was profoundly Lutheran. And while his life is very interesting biographically, he, he's especially interesting intellectually, but spiritually. And in his London writings, which I don't think have completely been translated until, until recently, he's reading through the scripture and then reflecting on various passages. So uh, Leviticus 26 is a poem that the Lord has given on how he'll reward and punish uh, obedience and disobedience. And verse 18 says, After all this, if you do not obey me, I will punish you seven times more for your sins. I will break the pride of your power. I will make your heavens like iron and your earth like bronze. And Haman, reflecting on this, writes this little, this little prayer. Dear God, let us kiss your rod in all your punishments. When your hand seems to lie too heavy on us, let us always consider that you have the right and enough power to punish us sevenfold for our sins. That That's it. I was, I was thinking about that. There's something, there's something really wonderful in this, in this piety. Dear God, let us kiss your rod. The, the first thing is that we, we receive our afflictions, as the old prayer of the church used to say, we receive our afflictions from the hand of his fatherly goodness so that we know that the bad stuff, even in this life, the troublesome stuff, comes from the hand of God. Job says, should we receive good from the hand of God and not evil? And in all this, Job did not sin. So that we recognize that, uh, that in all our troubles, we're being afflicted by the Lord for our good, from his love. Maybe let me reverse that. From his love, for our good. And we, and, but Haman takes us one step further and says it's not just that we receive it, but that we, we kiss the rod. We, we're thankful for it. We, we recognize that whatever limited affliction the Lord has given to us, he has the authority to, to, re- to, to really let us have it sevenfold for our sins. And yet he's not doing that. He's holding back what we deserve, which is hell itself and his condemnation. And 
and he's giving us this affliction from his love so that we start to learn in this to rejoice in our afflictions. This is what the apostles constantly are calling us to. The, the first few verses of James, rejoice in your afflictions. Romans 5, rejoice when in sufferings of various kinds. First Peter, over and over, that we delight in this. Jesus says, rejoice when you're um, persecuted and evilly treated. Be exceedingly glad in the Sermon on the Mount. So that we move from we move from despising and hating our troubles to enduring our troubles to even rejoicing, let's say it like this, rejoicing in God in the midst of all of our troubles and afflictions. Dear Lord, let us kiss the rod. Amen. Here's a question about the church from... T, who says, Dear Reverend Wolfmuller, thank you for the love Jesus, hate the church video. Did Jesus say to establish a church, whether it be simply people gathered to worship or actually being a structure designated for worship? Or is the church the result of something else? That's a good question. Uh, thank you, T, for sending it in. And by the way, you can send your questions, wolfmuller.co slash contact. Those questions get this way. Jesus does build his church. The, the best verse for this, I'd say, is Matthew 16. The context is beautiful. Jesus has his disciples way up by Caesarea Philippi, way up north uh, in that region, northern region, by Dan, in the headwaters of the Jordan River. And he asks, who do people say that I am? And they give the list. Who do you say that I am? And Peter says, you are Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus blesses him. Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah. Flesh and blood have not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you that on this rock, uh, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I'll give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now we want to hone in on that key phrase, where Jesus says, I will build my church. And maybe even we can hone in on this most, most beautiful word, my, <laughs> that the church is Jesus' church, that he is the head of the church. It's not Peter's church. It's not anybody. It's not Luther's church. It's not my church. It's, it's the church of Jesus. It's his church. In fact, when, when Jesus gives us these pictures of the church that he does in the New Testament, so the church is the body and, and he's the head or the church is the flock and he's the shepherd or the church is the uh, building and he's the cornerstone or the church is the bride and he's the bridegroom that he he often uses that little um preposition that little pronoun my my that the church belongs to him so that's beautiful so jesus built it and he builds it through the word he builds it on the foundation of the confession of peter so peter says you're the christ the son of the living god and and jesus says right on this on this truth, on this confession, my church will stand forever uh, until I come back uh, in glory. So Jesus does build this church. Now, does Jesus appoint the various different buildings in the church? No. The, the, build, the church building, we, we often talk about church, we talk about the building, and I think, T, this is what you're getting after. 
did Jesus appoint us to, to build these sorts of things? No, here's what Jesus appointed. Here's what Jesus gave. On the night when he was betrayed, he took bread, he took the cup, he blessed it, and he gave us the gift of his body and blood, his true body and blood for the forgiveness of sins and said, do this often. Then, three days later on Easter, he stood before his disciples and he breathed on them and he says, receive the Holy Spirit. Whoever sins you forgive, they are forgiven. He told his disciples to go up to Galilee, and then a few weeks later, he stood before them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them all that I have commanded you. So from these three texts, we have the really the marching orders of the church. The church is where God's word is taught, where sins are absolved, where baptism is given, and where the Lord's Supper is distributed. And that can happen anywhere. It can happen in a home. It can happen in a street. It can happen in a park. It can happen in a warehouse or a storefront. Uh, it, I mean, there's, no, there's no particular uh, constraints that are given. But insofar as the church is able to set aside a place for those gifts, it has, and it's taken advantage of that opportunity to to build and construct churches that confess that theology. Uh, there's all there's a kind of an old theme verse in church architecture, which is from Jesus when he was entering into Palms, uh, entering into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, and he said, "If these didn't cry out, the stones would cry out." And so the church architecture are trying to make the stones confess Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So. Uh, so we're, we're trying to build that confession into our structure for ease and for comfort and for, and for confession. But the Lord Jesus did not institute church building in that way. And if your church, so that the building of the church is not essential, it's accidental to what the Lord has in mind. Uh, what, the, what the church is, is believers, sheep and holy believers who hear the voice of their good shepherd, Jesus. Uh, that's the that's the definition that Luther teaches us in the small called articles, and it's really quite beautiful. The true church is sheep and holy believers who hear the voice of their good shepherd, Jesus. So there has to be three things. There has to be Jesus, and he has to be talking, and there have to be people who are hearing and believing. And when you have those three things, two or three gathered in his name, then there's the church, and there he is, there he is among us. There's one more thing that I'm thinking about with this question, which is, did Jesus institute a certain church? Because there's all these different denominations. You got the Romanists, you got the Eastern Orthodox, you got the Lutherans and the Methodists, and you got all these different denominations. That means name, by the way. Denomination just means name. So you have all these different names. Did Jesus institute these? And the answer is no. Jesus prayed that the church would be one, uh, that that we would be united in our confession of the truth. But Jesus also warned that false teaching would come in and would divide the flock. Paul says there has to be divisions so that those who are right would be approved. So that uh, as false teaching enters into the church, the various different names have said, hey, that's false teaching. So some have come into the church and said, hey, you can't give the gift of baptism to children. And now 
they have the name Baptist. Or some have said, hey, you have to submit to the bishop in Rome, and they have the name Romanists. So as these, as these uh, doctrines of men are added, or as the, as the gifts of God are diminished, then the names divide up. So that's what that is. But we give thanks to God that one day, uh, in the resurrection, we'll all be united under one head, one church, with no divisions at all. So, Thanks for the question, T. Uh, God's peace be with you. Thanks for being a What Not the Podcast listener. Pretty cool, actually, that you give me a little attention. Um, I, I appreciate it. I hope it's worth your while. hope it's edifying in the Lord's word, in his joy and comfort and peace. Activate your theological imagination. That's what we're trying to do to activate our theological imaginations around the Lord's word, which is good and pure and true and wonderful. God be praised. Uh, more stuff I send out the Wednesday whatnot, mostly on Wednesdays, although I'm two Wednesdays late. I've been busy trying to think about white nationalism. Uh, and that's led me off into some places where there's not a lot to share, actually. So normally my my reading and thinking there I can I'm like ah that'll be helpful that'll be helpful but there's a lot that's not helpful in this topic anyway should get back to that pretty soon so you can sign up for Wednesday whatnot at wolfmiller.co slash Wednesday also uh there's a way to subscribe to that it doesn't get you anything extra it just helps support the cause or you can just support what's going on here around the word all the things that we're up to and uh, whatnot that's at wolfmuller.co slash support. If your family's provided for and your church uh, and everyone else and you've got a little extra, that's a place to consider. Although I can give you a list of places to consider for more. But anyway, I, if you appreciate what's going on, I appreciate you and appreciate your prayers uh, and your help there as well. Uh, thanks so much for being a podcast listener. We'll talk to you soon. God's peace be with you.